Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 111. Good morning. Happy day after Labor Day. It is September 5th, 2017. Hallelujah. Raise your hands for pretty much everyone who still had kids at home. They are all back in school now. So today is a happy day for moms who stay or work at home, right? Great. Um, Have a great first day back to school, and I hope you take a little bit of time to take care of yourself today. I know those first couple days back after school, I spent some time just kind of hanging out by myself and... um, I went to breakfast with some of some of some of some of listen to that some of my mom friends and just um, enjoyed some quiet and downtime. Today our episode is all about conscious um, communication, and this is something that's super important not only with how we communicate to ourselves, as crazy as that sounds, but the messages that we tell ourselves and how we um, how we build ourselves up or tear ourselves down, but also how we communicate with other people. We interviewed Mary Shore, the founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar business who has just had a new book come out with the same title, Conscious Communication. Communications, sorry. So um, we talk with her about her book and about conscious communication and how she got to be where she is and everything that goes into it. And Mary was an absolute joy to interview and I'm sure you're going to enjoy this one as well. Um, And the cool thing about conscious communications, in case you're wondering what the heck that is, it produces positive results through positive action. So who doesn't want more of that, right? All right. I hope you enjoy this episode and have a fantastic week. You can get all the show notes and all the links to anything that we talk about at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 111. And while you're on our website, make sure you check out our sponsor this month, a trigger memory company and their times tales product which is a great way to help kids uh, learn how to memorize their times tales through fun and innovative ways so check them out at lose the cape.com forward slash times tales have a great day and enjoy the interview Welcome back to another episode of the Lose the Cape podcast where we interview busy modern moms and other people who support busy modern moms, bringing you stories of inspiration and fun and helpful insights and tips, tools, and resources to make our lives as busy moms easier. Today we're talking to Mary Shores, who is the founder of Conscious Community. Mary Shores is the founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar business, one of the most unique collection agencies in the country. Recognized as a leader, and you don't hear unique and collection agency in the same sentence too often, I just have to say. <laughs> but after, after talking about her book, you'll understand why. Recognized as a leader of innovative thought, Mary has spent over a decade teaching businesses and individuals how to inspire others, create new ways of thinking, identify and achieve their goals, and take action to create truly meaningful results. She is the revolutionary founder of the groundbreaking Conscience, Conscious Communications System, which produces positive results through positive action. Mary travels across the nation giving lectures and teaching courses and has been featured on local and national radio and television shows, podcasts, and blogs. Thank you for being with us today, Mary. Thank you so much, ladies. So excited to be here. You have a really fun show. (laughs) Thank you. Well, we enjoy just (laughs) like uh, just kind of talking about whatever comes up. So we'll see where this leads us. No, I, um, I love, I love the whole, um, the whole concept behind your book and reading about it was kind of funny because I talked about the 
collections agency and um, uh, we're in some debt issues right now. And the thought of um, a collections agency and someone who is kind don't always go hand in hand. <laughs> so do you want to tell us about your agency and how you um, strive to make it different from others? I can certainly tell you that. So first of all, I'm a second generation debt collector. My mother started, opened a collection agency in 1986 and I was 13 years old and I used to like, you know, work in the agency for like a dollar an hour. I used to actually pick <laughs> the envelopes <laughs> before we got one of those like little spongy things. But right. <laughs> and you used to actually have to lick stamps back in those days. So I'm probably- Yeah, yeah. You're lucky you didn't, you, you're lucky you didn't die like poor uh, Mary on yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> essential oils, Aubrey, to like uh, cure. There you go. Is that a word? Yes. Still, is it too late? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I just kind of like grew up. I grew up in an entrepreneurial family and always had that bug. But when I when I had my and like ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to just be a businesswoman. So when I was a little girl, and all the other kids would play bank or excuse me, all the other kids would play house. I was playing bank. So I set up a bank in my garage and I had all this fake money. This was in the eighties. So we didn't have a lot of technology to just like print fake money. So I had to like draw mine on paper and then cut it all up and pass it out to all the neighborhood kids. And then I would make them come through my garage where I had set up like accounts and banking tables and stuff. They would have to come through on like their big wheel. Remember big wheels? Oh yeah. <laughs> Come through on their, their big wheels and their tricycles and their bicycles or just on foot like I actually accepted on foot traffic so <laughs> and like make them like, you know do all this stuff at my bank and then yeah when I was 24 I became the youngest person in the country to open a collection agency and um, that was just a fascinating journey on its own honestly like I didn't think anyone else would hire me so I just <laughs> I, I had to open my own business that's a whole nother story in itself my self-esteem was kind of lower back in those days um, but I had this I had this thought like I really didn't I had this thought that I wanted to motivate people to feel good about paying their debt instead of using shame and intimidation mm -hmm. for having a debt because having a debt is a psychological burden and it's mm -hmm. so important. Like we have a debt problem in this country and the problem is the shame that people feel if they owe money, it will literally stop them from pursuing their dreams. Mm-hmm. And so that sort of just became the, the foundation of my business was this journey of how can I make people feel good about paying their debt. And um, it was like 15 years ago, I created a system and wrote all the scripting for it and then um, started teaching it, which eventually I, I was also equally passionate about personal development. And that's where I got my opportunity to publish a book with Hay House. That's awesome. And the name of the book is for everyone listening. It's conscious communications. And um, I know I, I'm holding it up. I know most of the listeners are just listening, but I just wanted to tell um, Alexa and Aubrey this story about getting this book in the mail. So all last week, I was at Omega Institute and um, I go to Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York every single year with my kids, we go to family week and I usually take a writer's workshop and they take, um, they take this Wayfinders, which is like a live action role-playing game. <laughs> so cool. It's, uh, it's so cool. Like if you guys, if you're if listeners, if you have like 
Omega is a play, great retreat center to take your kids to during family week. And it, it's just a magical, it's like better than Disney World. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so it takes about nine hours to travel back from Rhinebeck, Illinois, or Rhinebeck, New York to Champaign, Illinois by plane. So I'm like, um, what happened was I got this text message from my office and they were like, your real book is here. Your real book is here. So this book launches um, right now, I, as the show's airing, the book is launching and it's getting its like first shipments coming through, but they sent me the book a little early and, but it went to my office and I was in New York. So I could not touch and hold my book. Can you imagine? <laughs> It was like torture. So we start traveling home and I'm counting the hours of when I'm going to be able to hold this book in my hand. And as we're getting closer and closer to home, I'm just getting so excited because I think that this is going to be like, like a spiritual moment that I'm going to have, you know, like have a baby that I'm going to right. hold this book for the first time. And we get to O'Hare in Chicago, and we actually almost miss our flight back to Champaign, and it's the last flight of the night. So if we miss it, we're like stuck in Chicago overnight. And um, we make it, but we're like running through the airport because our previous flight had been delayed. And all I'm thinking of is, I can't hold this book tonight. This freaking time. <laughs> and um, <gasps> only other authors will really understand this, but I get you. I get it. <laughs> We get on the plane. They had actually held it because there was enough people from my flight from Newark that were um, on the same flight. So they held it for a few minutes. We get on. We make it to Champagne. We have like another hour. Now I'm counting the minutes when I'm going to be able to hold this book. <laughs> and I pull up in my garage. <clears throat> I walk in the house. My assistant had left um, the book on my kitchen table for me so that I could pick it up and see it right away. I nice. grabbed it. I went and snuggled on my couch with my book and I'm all holding it. My son comes over. He's 16 years old. His name is Hayden Shores. He's on Snapchat. You guys should like comment to him. Hayden so. Shores, just go destroy him over this, what you're about to tell us. <laughs> so the boy comes over and he plops down next to me. He's very cute. I love him. Okay. He's very cute. So plops down next to me and I think he's like going to snuggle up to me. Right. And we're going to like look through the book together and it's going to be this like mama and son moment. And instead <laughs> he plops down next to me and he lets rip the biggest fart. <laughs> ever. So there's your boys. You have a mom show. My boys. started oh. on my book moment. That is such You're a very, very, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's such a male thing to do right there. Just ruin a moment with a fart. Well, you found out the female response to those male moments really quickly. Cause I was <laughs> <cute at. laughs> I yes. because like you said, you're so excited to come home. Like you want to say, look, I may love this book more than I love you at this moment. And you just crapped on it. <laughs> Essentially. I'm trying to find the universal meaning like maybe this is this is the universe's way of like taking me down notch, you know <laughs> oh my god because we're meaning making machines as humans and so yeah but there's my mom's story for you and um <laughs> that's you have, awesome you have two boys I mean just keep I do. keep it real yeah and is he the oldest 
He's my 16 year old is Hayden and I have a 17 year old named Keegan. He is actually, he was not at Omega with us this year because he's at a program in New York for kids on the spectrum. And he's like spent this summer in this like fabulous program at New York Institute of Technology. It's a transitional program. So he's been able to like live in a dorm all summer. He's had a job. Um, he's, 17 again, but he's got his first job at this electronics recycling center, which he just absolutely loves. I just found out on Facebook that he's um, actually like in a relationship. Oh, that's very cute. <laughs> yeah, I get this friend request from this girl in New Jersey and I look at her profile and it says in relationship with Keegan Shores. And I was like, oh, I wonder if his girlfriend back home knows this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh no! Drama there, like. <laughs> I guess so. That seventeen-year-old drama. That's funny. Oh my goodness. So okay, well, let's talk about your book. How did it come about? Um, at what point did you decide that you wanted to write it and um, and tell us all about it? Yeah. So I I've thought about this a lot because um, I listened to some of your other shows and. Um, listen to kind of like the stories that get told. And so I, I thought I would start with this like real moment of transformation that I've had because I've sort of been like that person always looking for transformation, like go to Tony Robbins, do the fire walk, you know, went to goddess boot camp. <laughs> I mean, if there's a workshop, I've been to it. Like there's mm -hmm. just, I go to them all and I'm kind of a junkie that way. Right. So but I really like thought I had this book inside of me and I wanted to call it a funny thing happened on the way to the transformation. <laughs> and I started thinking about back, like when did my transformation really start? And I picked this moment. So it was one night, it was probably in 2006 and my husband had not come home and I don't, I don't know where he was at. And I don't like the hardest part was trying to get the truth because I really just couldn't understand why he would always be lying to me, like about the dumbest things. Mm -hmm. And I waited and waited kind of pacing. And he finally, like in the wee hours of the morning pulls up and he misses the driveway by like 17 feet, oh lands in the front yard and stumbles in the house. And I'm like it's pointless to it's a waste of time to try to find out what's going on because he's laying ass up on the floor right and i kind of like reached this moment where i had crossed a line i had never crossed before and i grabbed his wallet out of his pocket and um, i don't even know what i was doing but i found an email address in the wallet and it was his name like minor shores at blah 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 dot com and I tried to like wake him up to get the password so I could get into this email and he wouldn't give it to me. So I packed up, um, I took his wallet, his cell phone, his keys, his spare keys. <laughs> I took every one of his credit cards. I took his truck, his pickup truck. I took the computer and put it in the truck. Then I took my bicycle, put that in the truck and I drove away. I had no idea what I was going to be doing at this point. Like I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know anything. And the next morning I wait, I get the phone call, like expletive word, bring my truck back right now. And I said, give me the password. <laughs> and he's like, just bring my truck back. Like, I'm going to kill you. Bring my truck back. So I'm like, I'm not bringing you the truck back till you give me the password. So he gives me the password. So I parked the truck in an undisclosed location and I 
get on this bicycle with the PC. This is like 2006. So PC was like the size of a truck. Right. And I've got this PC and I'm bicycling back to the house because I don't know if he's going to tell me the truth about this password. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I plug it in, I put the password in and within two years, my marriage had dissolved. But like two months before that moment, we had just purchased our dream house. We had like this, we had this life that was really going very, very well. And, you know, I had these circumstances thrown at me that I could have never, ever imagined. And that really threw me into a breakdown that took me, I was unfunctionable until about 2010. So that happened in 2006. The divorce happened in 2008. I was literally unfunctionable for another two years. Like I felt like my life was over, like my life force was just draining and I was having a difficult time running my business. I I couldn't, um, but I would come to work and I literally just watch YouTube every day, all day. That was what I did. And um, I don't know, like I, two years after that, I started I come across the Louise Hay documentary, You Can Heal Your Life. I'd never heard of Louise Hay before. Um, Around this time, I was like starting to get back into the personal development world, going to Tony Robbins, went to Date With Destiny, went to see Louise Hay and Miraval. And I just decided like Louise Hay is going to publish my book. (laughs) And still it took me another, like, what is this now? Seven years later and I've got my book. So that's sort of like, the long story and the moment I picked because that was probably one of the lowest moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and like, it was pretty low considering I didn't have any life force force left. So at what point did you, um, I mean, cause your book, it's really well researched. There's a lot of data and information in there and it's, I mean, it's you must have gotten your master's degree in how to communicate and change your life with positive <laughs> positive communications like um like how did you fit that in with also running this major corporation well so a lot of it was that all of the things that i was researching for the book were ba- is based on neurology you know we're we're sort of in this um we're, we're, we're in this paradigm where people are really open to things like um, creating your own reality through, say, law of attraction. Right. And I'm all about that, but I also want to be about explaining it through scientific terms mm-hmm. so that it's not this like mystical thing that we blame ourselves for when something bad happens to us because you attracted it, you know? Right. And, and really, a lot the the concepts in the book came from my own misunderstanding. So I would hear words like alignment, and honestly, I would be like, "What the f?" Because <laughs> that's confusing. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what is alignment? Like, it's the simplest word, right? But I right. couldn't understand. Here's the other one: um, the power of now. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. <gasps> Right. Like you're always thinking about the future, you know, right. Be present in the moment. Like what the hell? Right. I'm doomed if that's the rules to create a great life. Mm -hmm. So I started like 
researching and I, and I, I began to understand that alignment really just means that you need to get your thoughts, your feelings, your words, your actions in the same direction as what you want. So if your goal is, and I can use myself as an example, my goal was I really wanted to write a book, but my mantra was I'm not a writer. Mm. So how many books am I going to write if I continue to say I'm not a writer? Right. Because those words are literally like a mirror to your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is where all of your like neural pathways and your synapses and and in all of your like programming and your belief systems and your self-talk is all in this subconscious mind. So as long as I was saying the words, I am not a writer, publishing this book was not going to happen. Right. So I had to reprogram that belief, which I was able to do in one day. Now, I'm not saying that that's the normal because that's the only belief that I can remember that I ever reprogrammed in one day. But I really just sort of like started going on this journey. And I talk about these stories like in the book where one day I like sat down and, and it was literally about like my thoughts. I was going to get a massage and I was gonna think all these pleasant thoughts about my ex-husband. Like I had the massage, this is how bad I am like as a planner. I have my massage thoughts planned out ahead of time. <laughs> <gasps> going to get this massage self-talk creates reality i'm gonna have pleasant thoughts about my ex-husband and i couldn't do it like i could not do it and i started crying and mm. uh, what i realized was that controlling your thoughts is not so easy and it's really like i felt like my thoughts think me not that i actually think them mm -hmm. so i really had to come up with a different way. And my way was through words because what I, what I researched was that like your, your, your speech comes from your prefrontal cortex, which is like in the conscious part of the mind. And we think about 60,000 thoughts a day, the majority of them. And when I say majority, I mean like 90% are identical to the thoughts from the day before. Wow. And there's a small percentage that you can control. So what I was experiencing on that massage table was actually very normal. But what I could control was my words. And doing the affirmations the way that Louise Hay taught them, like where you read them, you say them to yourself in the mirror, like that was difficult for me. And it felt kind of, um, I don't know, kooky. Mm -hmm. So I just, I, I started writing affirmations. So I started writing a page of affirmations a day and I did that for one year. And it really did begin to reprogram my mind. And I talked to a friend of mine who's a hypnotherapist and she said, well, actually what you're saying is correct because once you repeat something 2,500 times, you begin to create a pathway for it. So well, I was 2,500, huh? I was a lot. <laughs> I mean, you talk about homework assignment. So, right. So in the book, I just have these like coaching exercises in every chapter. And there's, there's typically two to three, there's one major coaching exercise at the end of every chapter. And let's face it, like coaching is like expensive. So, you know, you can get this book for 10 bucks on Amazon and, um, there's a coaching exercise in, at the end of every chapter. And then there's like some mini exercises throughout and all of the exercises are designed 
to put you into that alignment that all of these new thought teachers and law of attraction teachers are always talking about. Mm -hmm. So it's like, they always tell you how to be, but they don't tell you how to do it. Right. And, um, I am just like such a powerful, my friends call me the Rosetta stone of manifestation (laughs) because (laughs) I mean, like I manifested a book deal with Hay House and it's just, you know, my editor was like, do you realize you did what takes most people five years to do? And you did it in like seven months. And so I can deconstruct, like I've reverse engineered those processes. And, but not only that, I've studied them both from a neuroscientific perspective, as well as an ancient, say, spiritual perspective. Because Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, when I wasn't playing bank, I wanted to be an archaeologist. So ancient civilization was like my jam. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. There's a whole lot of stuff going on with that story. And with uh, you, you are a, you are a lot of things happening, uh, in a in a good way. <laughs> we t- we talked about before we started yeah. recording that I took some Sudafed and I'm a little loopy. So uh, excuse me if anything just kind of strange comes out of my mouth. Really good. But well, I like how you wrote. In well, the intro- I the- go ahead. Yeah. I'm just, we've talked about manifestation before on the podcast and it's something that Alex and I, I think we try to do and we try to do the affirmations. I think it's hard for both of us to consistently do it. And I don't know if it's because we don't, we'll see like maybe a glimmer of hope through it, but I'm not going to lie. I freaking manifested a snake and I know I did it because all I was thinking about was I'm going to go outside and see a snake. I'm going to go outside and see a snake. Well, sure enough, <laughs> you say that over and again, there's a snake on my back porch. I'm like, why can't I manifest money? I mean, I tried to money, money, money business, you know, how come I can manifest a snake, but I can't manifest this good stuff that I'm wanting to come back to me. Well, so that, the, that was a lot too. <laughs> yeah. The, the answer is that you can manifest money. And I definitely am just piggybacking on what Alexa said, because neither one of the ladies are feeling good. So, um, they, they told me to talk a lot. <laughs> um, I was invited to ramble and let them, let them give their voices somewhat of a break. And I've had plenty of coffee, so, um, go for it. Take it away, Mary. <laughs> I posted on Facebook last night um, and I never, I'm like, I'm, I'm sort of don't post on Facebook a lot because I don't know, like I just, who's got time for that. But I posted on Facebook last night and I said, I think sometimes I just can't wait to go to bed because I can't wait to get up and have coffee the next morning. And I got 67 comments. Like, right. I could post some like world changing (laughs) quote and I get like three comments. I post about coffee. I get 67 comments. Right. That's so funny. There was a time, though, I felt exactly the same way. I loved my coffee and creamer so much. And And just that quiet moment before the kids got up. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. And it's summer now, so my son can, like, my son is uh, still, he's probably still asleep now. It's the middle of the day, which uh, I'm fine with that because that means he's not calling me, telling me he's hungry. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I started getting these like, um, private messages this morning, like the best part of waking up. <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> so, yeah. 
cheers to you guys. So, you know, I would say that you actually can manifest money and words are not the only way. Like that's the magical part of this is, um, you know, words, words are a point of creation, but they're not the only point of creation because, um, obviously people who can't speak are still, you know, creating a life for them selves and but words are a great way to to program your subconscious mind and your subconscious beliefs because aubrey if you don't really believe that that that's a that a bunch of money is available to you then same way as my book if you don't believe that it's sort of on your menu for your life then you're you're, you're detached from it you know what i mean and so I'm not trying to say that anybody is creating a situation where they have any money, where they don't have money, but the more important, right. more important thing to say is how do you get what you want? And I have, and I, I've been talking about this a lot lately and writing about it, but like, I have this belief that we all are full of human potential and we have these you know, we, it's like literally infinite potentials available to us in our lives. And, you know, when we think of potential, I think we think of like good things. Like, for example, I have the potential of becoming a best-selling author. And I also have the potential of becoming a complete failure. And I have every potential in between, right? But it's the things we do that connect us to whichever potential that we're going to reach. And for the people who can't see me, I'm like waving my arms up in the air because I'm like, you know, Italian. <laughs> so we got to talk about the stuff. <laughs> so the point is that if words are not the most natural thing for you, then what you can do is you can really pay attention to the choices that you make in your life because it's really those choices that do the most powerful of connecting you to your dreams. And so I love reading the old time books like uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It was written in like, I don't know, mm -hmm. 1906 or something. But, yeah. you know, step one of his process is to de really define your desire. And then step two is what are you willing to do or what are you willing to give in order to achieve this desire? Because if you think that you're going to tape up a picture of a million dollars and put it um, on your ceiling and wait for your million dollars, well, I don't know anybody who that's worked for, except for like <laughs> one lady I heard on a TV show won the lottery that way. <laughs> you know? But like, let's just face it, Jim Carrey did that. He was going to be a star no matter what. All right. So, you know, like those are great, but let's talk about all the things Jim Carrey did to get where he got, you know what I mean? Like he was probably playing in no di in dive comedy clubs. And, you know, it's all that journey of mm -hmm. the things you're willing to do and the way that you're willing to put yourself out there in order. That's what really creates your luck. That's what opens the door of opportunity. And there's so many ways that you can do that. Um, so I like to talk about cleanser clog. That's chapter five in the book and cleanser clog is just sort of a quick and easy way that I wrote that you can help yourself determine about your choices. So, um, the way that it works is just really simple. And I like to use the example of being on a diet to explain it. So let's say I'm on a diet, but like, I don't really have time in my life to like understand keto or paleo or whatever. This is too complicated. <laughs> macros like i don't even know what a, i thought a macro was something on my computer no. <laughs> and i don't know yeah 
I guess it's food. I don't know what's going on there. Um, so anyway, like, here's the thing. If I just look at a piece of food and I ask myself, will this piece of food cleanse me or clog me? Then I can make, I'll know what's going to happen. So if mm -hmm. I'm looking at an apple, I can easily say this apple will cleanse me. But if I'm looking at a piece of like chocolate lava cake, <laughs> then I think I know that clog me. And, um, well, here's the point. If I can stay 80% in that cleanse category, then I'll be all right. You know, I'll, I'll be able to like stay within the healthy weight range that I'm looking for. But if I'm, and then 20% of the time I can still have that chocolate lava cake and I can still have my glass of red wine with it or whatever it is that I want, like a Snickers bar. Like right now I really want, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, but then like I started thinking about this when I was teaching my workshops and especially like uh, business communication is where I started this, that everything that you say or do, everything that comes out of your mouth in a relationship is either cleansing or clogging that relationship. Every action you take, every word you speak is either creating a connection or driving a disconnection. And that is true whether it is your clients, your children, your partner, your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, it is absolutely true. Everything is either cleansing or clogging. Mm -hmm. And you wanna, you wanna try to say, if I can make 80% cleansing connecting choices, then imagine, imagine the dramatic way your life will change in 45 days. Mm -hmm. And this is also true with your finances. Where are you cleansing or clogging your finances? Where are you cleansing or clogging your career choices? What about your spirituality, your personal development, your wellness? So in every area of life, sort of on that life wheel that you can color in, it's the choices that you make that shape your life forever. Mm -hmm. I agree. Wow. You know, and it's yeah. interesting. I wanted to follow up on something that you said, um, towards the beginning of this with the whole manifestation thing, because I uh, was launching a coaching program a few months back and I have a, um, a money mindset coach. And she told me, she was like, I want you. And I'm, I've never been like a super woo woo person until this last year. And I've started doing all this manifestation and all this kind of stuff. But, but she's like, I want you to take a chalkboard and I want you to write on it. Thank you universe. And write, how many people you want in the course. So at the time I knew I needed at a minimum, I needed three more people. So she's like, right. One, two, and three and draw a blank line there. And then at the bottom of the board, she's like, put them at the bottom, put thank you universe. And like, I deserve it or was something on there. Right. So I put this chalkboard on my wall and, um, lo and behold, I wound up with five people by the end of it. Like the fifth one literally just landed in the course the day it launched um, and five was actually my real number. I told her five, but then I said, but I have to have three. So, um, but, but when I, so I was like, I totally manifested those five people. But when I think about it, having that board there that I was looking at it and saying, okay, these blanks are still empty. What do I need to do today to fill that blank? What do I need to do the next day to fill that blank? So I was, you know, actively seeking and doing things that I may not have done if I wasn't so motivated by those three blank lines that I'd later filled in. So yeah, 
I agree the power of manifestation. I believe in it. I believe you can manifest all kinds of stuff for yourself. I've manifested things in the last year that I'm just like, okay, that was really weird. Um, but I also believe that when you're focused on something, you take the actions that you need to do to make them happen. That's right. And I, I love that you recognize that it wasn't the chalkboard that attracted you the success, but that it was the way that you took action. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, that you recognize that when you, when you looked at the chalkboard every day, that it was like stood as a point of motivation for you. So, you mm -hmm. know, going right back to that book, Think and Grow Rich, you know, they talk about that and all those like science of getting rich, all those old timer books, they talk about that, write your desires on a card. I don't think they invented chalkboards in 1900. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what. Well, they only had the big blackboards in the school. They certainly didn't have fun little yeah. blackboards on the, on the walls. <laughs> I don't think they had Facebook memes. Back no, then. probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they had, uh, yeah, they had no Instagram. So anyway, um, but he would say that, like write it on a card and review it every day. So what's happening in that mind is every time you were seeing it with your eyes, your, your um, optical nerve, you know, is like directly connected to your subconscious mind. And so it's, hmm. it's brilliant. And it doesn't have to be this like mystical woo woo thing. Right. Because that's really what my book is about is like, how does this work from now? The book is not too sciencey because like, I just need to explain this in ways that I understand it. And I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm, I'm, right. I'm an entrepreneur. So I had to explain it in terms that I understood, but I do get it that that was creating an, a pathway to making it happen because our brains are so powerful. I call it priming the idea muscle in your brain. And so what was happening is when you looked at it, you would get these little ideas like, what if I tried this? Mm -hmm. And then you'd feel a little bit juiced about the idea. And mm -hmm. then you would go over and do the idea. And if it didn't work, you would do something else and right. you just kept going until you had the five, you had the five people. And I so get that. And that is exactly how you do it. I mean, mm -hmm. in the simplest terms, like you've just nailed it. Right. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I mean, it made me feel good, but it also made me realize like how, um, how important it is to write down those goals and to, and to do that mind mind uh whatever you want to call it the manifesting because they all play hand in hand together and i mean it's really easy i mean we're all launching stuff all the time it's really easy to say well i have you know i'm getting ready to launch it again i don't have my board up yet and i'm not as focused on getting people into the program so it's you know there's a com there's a connection <laughs> and and the uh the yes the the coaching exercises, the coaching exercise at the end of the book, I have this thing called a one page action plan. And this is what I've done to run my business for many, many years. But basically I start with the end result. So we can call this like the chalkboard. So I start with the end result a goal. And then I say, what are six things that need to be true in order to reach this result? Mm -hmm. And this exercise is in the book. And I also have it in like the free download that I have for your listeners in the Ignite Your Dreams um, coaching book. So you, you start with the end result and you reverse engineer a one page action plan. 
so that if you follow the ideas that you come up with in your action plan, it would take you about 30 minutes to do the one page action plan. You would like shock yourself at what you can come up with. It, <laughs> the human brain is just so, so powerful. Yeah, and, it really is. Well, speaking of, where do people find that, um, that digital download? So um, hopefully we gave you a link. Yes, so we'll include it in the show notes. I just want for anyone who doesn't go to the show notes to be able to hear oh, it too. So on the website, maryshores.com, there will be a button. We, we have like a whole section of free giveaways, but the one that you'd be looking for is Ignite Your Dreams. We have other things on there too, but the action plan is called Ignite Your Dreams and you just click on it and you sign up for our Fearless Ambition newsletter okay. and it'll automatically download. If you have any problems with it, just email us. But we've had um, like over 40,000 people download that book. It's been hugely popular. We also have a Facebook group that's super easy to connect with me on any given day called Fearless Ambition. So I love to see people in the Facebook group and like, yeah, we're just gearing up for this. Everybody have this book in their hands. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm excited for you. It's a, it's a really nice, it's a nice book. It's a big book. <laughs> there's, there's a lot yes. in it. But, but no, look. And um, I'm not sure now. I'm just wondering, was mine farted on? <laughs> Hayden, did we get christened? <laughs> it's okay if we did. I understand. <laughs> With each book purchase, you get a fart. <laughs> and I'm going to oh. find him on Snapchat later. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. Well, thank you so much, Mary, for being with us today. That was a lot of great information, and thank and you for taking over for us. Yes, <laughs> yes, thank you for helping us in our moment of need. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys hanging in there. I, I, when you have allergies or whatever, it's just like the worst thing. It wipes me out. So I, I just um, sending you guys lots of uh, healing vibes and essential oils, right? <laughs> oh, thank you. That we both essential try not oils, to burn yes, ourselves. I'm not going to put it in my. <gasps> yes. <laughs> no, no to the essential have oils in the hot tub. Hey, um, Mary, good luck with the book lunch. <laughs> I hope it's really, really successful. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure seeing you. You too.